Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah. Uh, the physical and mental The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions This rap shit I licked it I ain't about to knock it This whole summer I was buying oil and went to Prada And I tried being peaceful But my peace was getting bothered So no doubt we got them eagles We go Carson Wentz, Stefani Okay, 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 okay What's going on ladies and gentlemen Welcome to episode 128 of Electrified I'm your host, Eric Lyons Man, they let that man do it again They let him do it again We cannot keep letting him get away with this Seven times, dog That man got seven rings That's that's great, man That's amazing That's amazing It is It's definitely something that Nobody, literally nobody else in the NFL has achieved It's hard to get there It's very hard to get there Especially when you lose a couple uh, you know, going and you know, winning it with a new team and your with your and your new conference, new division, first year there. Congratulations, congratulations to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you know, today we are going to dissect the Super Bowl for what it was last night. It was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. You know, it was a beatdown. But it was. I think it was worse. It was worse than the Rams. Patriots Super Bowl from a couple years back It was worse than that because at least that was a defensive Game You know the Rams they just couldn't do anything on offense But their defense they they didn't allow An onslaught to happen but this Last night yeah that was a beatdown It was a beatdown and and we're going to talk about All aspects of the game from Both sides of the ball To the refs we're going to we're going to talk about All of it we're going to talk about all of it Uh, We got a lot to get through today Uh, Some good good topics To discuss we got the Mahomes Lamar comparisons. Uh, I'm going to tell you why QB wins aren't a real thing. Uh, we're going to talk about the Wentz and Deshaun Watson situation. Situations, excuse me. We're going to review and recap the NFL honors. And uh, let me see. I think I think that's all for the scheduled topics. Which you know we might go off on a tangent and, and talk about something else. But before we get to the meat and potatoes, let me think. If there was anything I wanted to get off my chest prior to that. Oh, man, I want to say congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for having the most diverse coaching staff. I mean, the most diverse coaching staff is winning big. We aren't surprised. Uh, so that 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 made me smile. I was happy about that. I was happy about that. But I will say what I was, I was not happy about. And this is why. I told you guys when I started the show is when I stopped watching sports media. Like if I only I watch NFL Network. I love Good Morning Football. I like Total Access. Everything on NFL Network I'm down with. Um, inside the NBA, I love Chuck Shack and those guys. That's another show I watch. And Pat McAfee because he's the voice of reason. I love Pat Ty and the rest of the guys. But other than that, I'm not watching uh, First Take. I'm not watching. I don't even watch Undisputed. And I love Shannon Sharp, but I just can't. I can't. I can't. The hot takes and, and you know, how how quick everybody is to turn around and then change their opinion at the drop of a dime. And then they, they change their opinion so much they don't even know what they said three episodes ago. And that's just something I can't get behind. Like, you got Stephen A. Smith coming out the next day today uh yesterday after the super bowl talking about the mahomes goat debate is over when did it start 
He he's just getting started. Please, please, relax. Everybody just needs to calm down. The overreactions, it, it's just too much for me. I can't do it. And then everybody wants to, you know, the clickbait. Everybody wants the hottest, you know, they, the, whatever they say, whatever they got to say for the most clicks, the most views. And that's just something I can't get behind. I don't do that. That's not what I do. I told you guys I try to be as authentic and unbiased as possible here on this show. And that's what I give you guys. I give you guys the real because, you know, we are the same. We're just fans of the game. We're just fans of the game. That's what I told you guys from the beginning. So that's what I'm giving you. The most authentic you're going to get. Because you guys know I don't change my stance at the drop of a dime. No, I'm not phony like that. If I say what I say, I said what I said and I meant it. Facts. So let's jump into things. Let's talk about the Super Bowl last night. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their first Super Bowl since 2002 in their home stadium of in Tampa Bay last night. After the I mean, Sunday night, the final score was what was it, 31 to nine. It was a beatdown. It was a beatdown. Now it's very cliche, but we all know the saying: defenses win championships. Defenses win championships without a strong defense. You're nothing. The Legion of Boom. The 2000 Ravens defense. The great defenses that the Patriots had. Uh, You can go back. You can look at any team. There are a couple of anomalies there. Like, you know, the last year with the Chiefs. But. the, The 49ers got there last year on their defense. They weren't able to close the show. Great defenses, they win championships. That's where it starts. Yes, this is a quarterback-driven league. Yes, the offense is what's what's what gets the uh the checks written and the jersey sold. We all know that. We know that's the pretty side. That's all people really care about. But nobody wants to talk about a defensive football game, a nine to three, thirteen to three type game. But when we see blowouts, it's not always because of the offense. Last night was pure. A pure example of that. The Tampa Bay's defense. Look, I did a pre-show. A uh, couple, like 30 minutes before the Super Bowl. I was on uh, Sports Headlines with my guy Warner. And we were talking. And one of the things that I touched on was. We all knew. Knew coming into uh, Sunday night. That the Chiefs were down two starting tackles. We knew that. We knew that. So we knew it was going to be a long night for Mahomes. We knew we were going to be seeing a similar situation to what Aaron Rodgers was looking at in the NFC title game without David Bacciari. Oh, yeah, that's what I forgot to say. Before, no, 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 I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. See, 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 I almost got, almost, you almost, I almost got myself. I'm going to come back to that, what I almost went into. But when they were down David Bacciari, we saw how many, how much, you know, how many QB pressures the 49ers, I mean, excuse me, the uh, Buccaneers were able to get. And this right here last night was almost 10 times worse. And, you know, Pat's dealing with the turf toe, all that stuff's going on. So he was going to be running for his life the entire night. And we know that Pat Mahomes, one of his greatest strengths is being able to extend the play, move the pocket, and make a play downfield. He wasn't really able to do that last night because there was nothing there. There was nothing there. Because this Tampa Bay's defense is so good. Todd Bowles, man. Todd Bowles. What a playoff run. He stifled Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and finished it off with Pat Mahomes and winning the Super Bowl. That was beautiful. 
beautiful defenses all throughout the playoffs. That's who's my that was my Super Bowl MVP, Todd Bowles. Because he's got these guys playing out of their freaking minds. And there's a lot of athletes on that defense. So, last night, the pressure on Mahomes, man. That, that's where it started. That's where it all comes down to is the pressure on Mahomes. Ten, we had 10 QB hits, 29 total pressures, and three sacks. He was running for his life, and he was getting hit. He was getting touched, especially towards the end of the game. He was getting hit pretty hard. I believe he was rattled. He was shake, rattled, and rolled. But started off, he was rattled. And, and I don't think that he's really seen anything like that before. Um, and I know the other 31 teams in the league, man, they, they were looking at chops last night. They were looking at chops. They were looking at chops. Now, last year, the year before, when the Rams lost the Super Bowl, I said they weren't going to be back. And they did. It took a year for them to get back on track. When the 49ers went and lost last year, I told you guys they wouldn't be back. They weren't. Injuries, yeah, but they they weren't going to be back. I'm not going to sit here and say the Kansas City Chiefs won't be back. That team has too much talent, and I just don't see anybody in the AFC stopping them as of right now. As of today, I don't see anybody in the AFC stopping them right now. Still, I still think they're the best team in the AFC and one of the best teams in football. And I don't think their offense got exposed last night. Everybody saw how Pat got exposed. No, 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 no. Pat didn't get exposed. No, Pat was exposed because he didn't have his line. He was exposed. He was very exposed. He was naked out there. He was naked. But that defense. See, when your offense can't click, when your offense not hitting, your defense, everybody started to look funny in the light. Everybody started looking funny in the light. Don't matter, don't matter what you got going on on the other side of the ball. If the defense can't hold up the end of the bargain, it does not matter. It doesn't matter, and that's why you look at this Tampa Bay defense. Um, had Pat running for his life for all four quarters of the football game, and he was never able to establish rhythm with anybody. That's why you have the 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 face mask drop. That's why you have the drop in the corner of the end zone on that insane play. That's why you have those. Because he was never able to establish rhythm with anybody outside of Travis Kelsey. Even though Tyreek Hill had seven catches for, uh, what was it, 70-something yards, he really wasn't hitting him like that. And also I said on a pregame show on Sunday evening that there there would be no downfield opportunities. One, because he was not going to have any time to get a long read It wasn't going to be any time for that He was going to have to make a quick decision It was all going to be short field Or middle of the field Because the middle of the field was going to be open And it was And that's why Travis Kelsey had 10 catches And 133 yards Red zone defense was locked down And that secondary is very physical Very physical They fly around to the ball And they're touching you every time They're hitting you you know, it was a couple times Kelsey had the ball and popped right out because he was getting touched. Those defense, those DBs, they play very physical football back there. Um, you look around, you got nine total pass deflections, two interceptions. Um, but that entire defense as a whole, man, Levante David, Devin White, Antoine Wilfin, Winfield Jr., um, JPP and Adamican Sue, all those guys on that defense, man, they play, they play real football over there. They're physical. They play good football. This Tampa Bay defense is serious. You can't take anything away from them. 
No. They carried this team here. They carried this team here. They did. They definitely did. They definitely did. So, then you look on the other side of the field. You look at the other, the other defense that played on Sunday night. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Once again, on the pregame show that I was on Sunday evening, I told uh, Warner, I said, look, we talked about Gronk. I said, none of those DBs want smoke with Gronk. I said, I really don't know what they're going to do to stop Gronk tonight. And they had no answer. They had no answer. And then I said, the X factor on that defense would have to be Tyrion Matthew. He came up with a pick. Big pick. Big momentum shift. But we know what happened. We're going to talk about that. And then he gets into his situation with Brady. Loses his head. Gets a gets a personal uh, foul penalty. Then he gets torched by EB in end zone. So it was a long night for him, the Honey Badger. But it was a long night for the Chiefs defense. They played very uninspired football. They got outgrown manned. They got outgrown manned. The Bucks, their offensive line was driving back the Chiefs all night. Driving them back, bullying them after the play. Ryan Jensen bullying them. They got outgrown man. It was nothing that Chiefs defense can do to stop anybody on the Bucks offense. They couldn't stop Gronk. They couldn't stop Leonard Fournette. They couldn't stop Ronald Jones. And they couldn't get to Tom Brady. That's a recipe for disaster. We know this already. If you do, if you do not get any pressure on number 12, it's going to be a long night for you and your team. And it was. It was. Um, you know, they gave up on tackles. You know, guys break on a run, and they're just, like, throwing their arms up, not even trying. They're throwing their bodies around. They're not wrapping up. They didn't look like they wanted to play last night, especially in that second half. But I truly believe that that first half took a lot out of them. All the penalties, but we're, we are going to talk about that. But all penalties aside, let's just talk about penalties for what they are. We know, I've seen the Chiefs defense go up against the Patriots a couple years back. Looks like they're about to put the game away. What did they do? D4 gets a, he's offsides. Undisciplined. Undisciplined. They played very undisciplined football last night. They, they unraveled. They unraveled. They unraveled. They became unglued early in the game. And you cannot do that in the biggest game on the biggest stage. That's something you can't do. You're not supposed to do it anytime, but you don't want to do it there. You definitely don't want to do it there. And they were taking out the game. They were taking out the game. They, 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 their minds were not there anymore. They weren't. They, they didn't have that winning mentality after that first half. They got bullied. So let's flip to the offensive side. Let's talk about what happened. Uh. Let's talk about first. Let's talk about the uh, Brady and Mahomes QB battle. Let's talk about that Brady. So Brady won twenty one for twenty nine, surgical, two hundred one yards, three touchdowns. Then Pat Mahomes, twenty six for forty nine, two hundred forty three yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Now listen, if that was any other quarterback last night. If why I keep saying last night, I'm so sorry. Get my days confused. If that was any other quarterback on Sunday, and they had the game that Mahomes had on that stage, in that moment, the media would be killing them. 
the media would be killing him, man. But no. I was on Twitter, and all I see is a bunch of sympathy. A bunch of pictures of the throws that weren't even completions because he's just out there throwing the ball, trying to win the game. That's what that's his job, by the way. That's what he's supposed to do. But that's a bunch of, oh, man, great game by Mahomes. He kept fighting. Oh, man, feel so bad for Mahomes. Oh, man. No, 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 no. He doesn't get that. He doesn't get that. Lamar doesn't get that. Deshaun didn't get that. Aaron didn't get that. He doesn't get that. No way. No way. There's no... Dog, they were acting like the man died. Paying respects to him. Like, come on. He lost the Super Bowl. He didn't play well. There's no... Uh, sympathy trophies There's no participation Participation trophy No No He lost He lost Aaron Rodgers was missing his starting tackle Had the best tackle On the Packers Offensive line he was getting harassed the entire game as well, but he still managed to go for 346, three touchdowns. He still was able to put points on the board. He could, Pat didn't put points on the board last night. So he doesn't get any sympathy from me. We got we to gotta keep the same energy for everybody. We, cannot keep, we can't move the goalpost because these, these are your, your faves, man. We can't move the goalpost. No way. No way. And then, look. I just I I can't I don't know I can't you know he he just I don't know man I can't feel bad for him I can't I can't feel bad for him you know he didn't play good but like you know we all know yeah he didn't have the line yeah that would drop drop balls but hey yeah, a couple red zone opportunities and didn't capitalize. It is what it is. And that Chiefs offense last night, they looked out of sorts from the beginning. My question to them, especially coming out in the second half, why did you guys stop running the football? You saw that the passing, it wasn't developing. You had to take some pressure off your quarterback. You had to get your offensive line a little bit of confidence being as though they were having a night, they were happy. You gotta get them, get them moving, get their, get their wheels turning, and run the football. Ch was he was averaging seven point one yards per carry. He was eating, especially when they got the ball to start the second half, and they just went away from him. There was still a lot of time, and the and and the lead was not that far gone where you couldn't have run the ball to at least score and get back in the football game. So I don't understand what the plan was last night. And where was Le'Veon Bell? Come on, man. You got you got too many weapons on that team to not utilize them on the biggest stage and the biggest moment. So I was very disappointed in Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and what they did last night. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You know? It just it didn't make sense to me. 
it didn't make any sense. They were running lanes open, man. They were running lanes open. Then you look at the flip side. You look at the Tampa Bay offense. There's nothing really much to say about them, but they played grown man football last night. They ran the football. They got physical. And you guys, didn't, they didn't want to tackle him anymore. Nobody wants to tackle Leonard Fournette all night. Nobody wants to tackle Ronald Jones all night. Nobody damn sure wants to tackle Gronk. That's not happening. So they got bullied. They did whatever they wanted to, and they outgrown, man, the Chiefs' defense. That's what happened. Tampa Bay did whatever they wanted. They took their hearts. It took their hearts. I don't know if you guys ever heard that phrase before, but you ever played, you ever played rec ball? I know rec ball growing up. I was a, I'm a small guy. I was a small guy on the field, but I had a lot of heart. I had a lot of heart. I was physical. I could handle my business. But you know there would be some times where you would line up against a guy who was much bigger than you, play a team who was much bigger than your team. You know, it might be a couple OBLs, older belighters, a couple guys who you want to check their birth certificate three times to make sure, you know, you see them. You know what you're thinking to yourself. Oh, damn, I got to deal with this four quarters? Coach, take me out. They take your hearts. You get your heart taken. You get your heart taken and then you go on the field and you're scared. You don't want to You don't want to engage with your opponent. You just want it to be over. That's what the Chiefs looked like on Sunday night. They just wanted it to be over. They got their hearts taken. That's what happened. Bucks went in there, out physical them, out mental them, out played them, and they took their hearts. And there was nothing they could do to get it back. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So now that we have talked about the football. The actual gameplay, the teams, the 11, uh, 22 men on each side of the ball who had an impact on that game Sunday night. We got that out of the way. The Bucks won the game fair and square. They outplayed the Chiefs. They outgrown man. The Chiefs, the Chiefs didn't really come to play. The only Chief that came to play was Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Everybody else don't know where they were. Don't know if they got off. They didn't get off the plane. Don't know if they were too comfortable. Don't know what happened to the Chiefs. That was not the same Chiefs that I've been seeing this season or last Super Bowl. But we all saw what was going on with the officials. You know what's bad. When multiple NFL players are tweeting the same thing. It was in plain sight. It wasn't hidden. We all saw what was going on. Even Boomer said it. The refs, they had an impact on this game. Now listen, man. Listen. Listen to me clearly. Games are not rigged. I, I'll never subscribe to that. I will never subscribe to that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not the guy who's going to sit here and tell you that, yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay won in their hometown because of Tom Brady and the refs. It was a conspiracy. Yeah, they paid them off, blah, blah, blah. The, you know? And now look, I'm not doing that. But referees have impacted ball games. The last two Bucks games I've watched, <laughs> Sunday night, couple weeks ago in Green Bay, the refs have had a hand in the Bucks' success. I mean, direct 
Like it was clear as day. So the refs look. Here's here's what happened. Here's what I saw. The Chiefs racked up ninety penalty yards in the second quarter. That's the most in a single quarter in Super Bowl history. And I believe it was the most since uh, one of the regular season games the Raiders played in 2018. Prime example of how the refs' impact led to the direct success of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's third and four. 7.55 on the clock. The Bucs are up 7-3. It's still a ball game at this point. It's very early. There are four quarters in the football game. Yeah, it's looking a little ah uh, for the for the Chiefs, but they're still in it. You feel like at any moment a play can get made and boom, momentum shifts. We all know that it's football, it happens. And that play happened. Brady throws the ball that gets deflected. And Tyrion Matthew is right place, right time. He gets the pick. He gets the pick. Boom, that's the play they needed. The Chiefs are back in it. Everybody's hype. And then here comes the laundry. Here comes the laundry. And that play goes leads them down to six points. Now it's 13. What's it now? What? 14-3 now. Did they get three? I think they got three that drive. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I might be wrong. Let me check. Let me check. Can't remember. It was it was so many, so many, so much scoring from the Bucks, man. No, uh, no, 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 no. They scored a touchdown that drive. Yeah, they scored a touchdown that drive. Cause I think yeah, cause the Chiefs got a field goal that quarter. So what was it? What seven three or something like that? It was close, but then it wasn't. So they scored a touchdown that drive. Then twenty four seconds left in the half. I was having a little bit of PTSD. I had a, a traumatic flashback to Scotty Miller. And they, dog, they kept talking about that play. Romo and Nance, they kept talking about the Packers. So like, damn, what y'all miss us or something? Like, relax. So, 24 seconds left in the half. Brady takes a shot to Mike Evans and missed him by a mile. Like, that ball was not even in the same zip code as Mike Evans. It wasn't even in the same stadium as Mike Evans. Brady could have thrown that ball down there to the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. But Mike Evans, being the great actor that he is, flailed his body, fell to the turf, and gets a 34-yard penalty that resulted in, guess what, people? Another touchdown before that. And let me tell you something. I was a fan of Mike Evans. I had him on my fantasy team this year. You know, he's one of my doppelgangers. I enjoyed Mike Evans before this season. But being as though he has been on my fantasy team this year, I've been watching more of Mike Evans. Mike Evans isn't a very physical guy, is he? He catches the ball. He's not getting that much yak from my eyes. He runs out of bounds. He's not really trying to engage and get physical. He catches the ball at the three. Why is he not scoring from there? And then it's just when he's covered by a good DB and he can't seem to get any space, 
what he does is pushes off and somehow the DBs get the penalty. I don't get that. It's been going on all year, especially when he goes up against Jalen Ramsey. I watched it two times, two separate games. Wait, one game. I'm sorry. I saw it once because, well, I, was, I, I don't know why I thought it was the same division, but I watched it once. Watched it once. And he just pushed off. Jalen gets the penalty. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. He's he and, and to me, look, man, he's he's starting to look soft to me. He's looking he's looking soft and he's initiating contact because he can't get space. Because, you know, the D B they got him in the headlock, man. They got him in a chokehold. And it's just like how the hell are you supposed to play defensive back? Like how are they supposed to do their jobs when the refs won't allow them to? The refs sucked the life out of that game in that first half. And they they sucked the life out of the Chiefs. I think that honestly, I think that had a really that really had a effect on their mental. I think guys started playing cautious. You know, guys, they were taken out of their element by the refs. The refs definitely impacted that game. For sure. For sure. They say they they impacted the NFC title game. If you want to be bleak, if you want to be honest, I'm not here to be salty. I'm over the loss. I am. I, I've been over it. I'm fine. I'm just telling you what it is. If you want to be completely honest, if if the refs don't throw that flag on Kevin King on that third down, Rodgers gets the ball back with a minute change left, we might not even be talking about the Bucks in February. We might. We really might not be. Or if they called the penalty on Alan Lazard that led to the Rodgers touchdown, we might not be talking about the Bucks in February. Legit. So you look at what happened Sunday. Look at all the penalties that were called. You look at the penalties that, that weren't called for the Chiefs. And, and they were talking about let them play. Let them, they weren't letting the Chiefs play. They were letting the Bucks do whatever the hell they wanted to. It looked funny. It did look a little funny. It looked it looked a little questionable. A lot of the calls were like, mm, really? Catchable ball, uncatchable balls to throwing DPIs on. It it just it it looked crazy, bro. It looked crazy on a national stage like that in front of billions, millions of people. Yeah, it looked it looked it looked a bit nuts. It looked a bit nuts. I think that was the worst officiating I've ever seen. Honestly. That was nasty. That was nasty. It's just like, well, how the hell can we beat the refs? How can we even get momentum? Because every time we get it, there's a flag. We get a stop. Flag. We get a we get the turnover. Flag. Like that was big. That was big. That pick was huge. And then they turn it over and spot the Bucks seven points. Then spot them seven more before the end of the half. Nah, nah, it it looked a little funny in the light It definitely did Definitely did I think that's all I had for the game itself I think that's all I had for the game itself Once again, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man Great game Congratulations to uh, my guy, uh, Bruce Arians, my guy Can we hold on, man? Hold on 
LaShawn McCoy getting back-to-back rings with the Chiefs and then with the Bucks. Something about that just feels illegal to me. It feels criminal. It feels criminal. That that just don't sit right with me. For him to didn't even suit up in either game, but he has two rings now. That don't sit right with me. I just wanted to say that. Um, but during the Super Bowl, when things started to unravel for the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's name started trending. This happens a lot. When something has nothing to do with Lamar, but the Ravens fans, somehow they get their juices flowing and they get these things going on in their Raven brains and they're just like, yo, Lamar. And then he's trending on Twitter. So, let's talk about it. I already knew why he was trending. I did. I did. Listen. I get it. I get I get where the Ravens fans are coming from. Where the Lamar fans are coming from. I totally get it. And then I can see the flip side where the Chiefs fans and Mahomes fans. I don't know where this like rivalry came from between Mahomes fans and Lamar fans, but it's very entertaining to watch. And then you know, then they try to get Rogers fans involved in this madness. And I really don't even, I don't waste my breath because I know what it is. My guy got the MVP this year. Three-time MVP, I already know what it is. It's not even worth my time or energy. So I just let them, you know, it's like I'm in the Royal Rumble and I'm letting everybody else do work. And then I come in with a like a last one or two eliminations and win the, win the whole thing. So that's how I look at it. But let's talk about both sides. So I, I get where, where they both coming from i love pat i love lamar but i think i think this is the thing that the chiefs fans were trying to what i saw sunday and you know a little bit still today with the spillover mahomes worst l was in the super bowl and i think what they the chiefs fans were trying to get at was you know lamar's shortcomings they come earlier in the playoffs they come in the wild card they they come in the divisional round he doesn't even get the sniff where Mahomes was and he hasn't even beaten a Chiefs led Mahomes team so I get it I get it I think there's you know that there's where you know some of the differences and the struggles that Mahomes had on Sunday in comparison to where Lamar's struggles are I think that there are just a couple of things That are different I think that because people still Question Lamar's arm And, and, and still question Some of his decision making uh, and, and then we've watched Pat Mahomes develop So quickly and become The superstar, the, the MVP The Super Bowl winner that he is today That Lamar's Development I think that that's why they gave Pat a little more bail, a little shot him a little more bail, and you know gave him that sympathy that I referred to earlier in the show. Just because in a lot of people's minds they're not equals. I don't see them as equals. I see them as equals in a sense as yeah they're young quarterbacks, but skill. I don't see them as equals. And I'm not a tier one, tier two, one A, one B guy. No, that's not me. 
I'm I'm never going to do that. That's phony to me. I'm not putting Lamar. I'm not putting Aaron 1A, Pat 1B. No, I'm going to pick who's one, who's two, who's three. And I think in this moment in time, Lamar is not on Pat's level yet. So I think that's where a lot of the disconnect between Ravens or Lamar fans and Mahomes fans come. It's like, yo, your guy's not up here yet. So you don't get to speak on us. And then you see the flip side. It's like, well, our guy doesn't have this. Our guy doesn't have that. And your guy has everything and still can't. So I see the friction. I see the friction. So, you know, I think Sunday night, I think we saw what Ravens fans, Texans fans, hell, Packers fans, I, I, what we, you know, what we already know. It, it doesn't matter what you have or who you have under center. If your O line cannot hold up and your D can't get stops, your talent means nothing. Your skill means nothing. Who you are means nothing. I don't care who it is. Ask Brady. Ask y'all's goat. Look what he was doing last year. He was chilling after the wild card game. You know why? His best receiver was Julian Edelman. That's like Scotty Miller being wide receiver one in Tampa. You're not going to win. I'm sorry. You're not going to win with Julian Edelman as your wide receiver one. That's not happening. You're not going to win when I can't name any running back Outside of Sony Michelle on that Patriots roster. You're not going to win. You're not going to win. And Brady knew that. So he got. He left. Then he went to Tampa. And got every weapon possible. And he won. He won. But Tom Brady. Threw three picks. In the second half an NFC title game and still won the game. He played one of the worst games in his career. Do you know why he won that game? Because of his defense stopping the Green Bay Packers. And this is why QB wins are not real to me. They're not real. They're not a real thing. I don't think QB wins are real. Yes, Aaron Rodgers can come on the field with 30 seconds, 45 seconds, a minute left, and and kill the Cowboys, crush their dreams with some wild throw. Yes, Aaron Rodgers can be the comeback king. Yes, Patrick Mahomes can lead his team after being down 24 or 30 points and win. But you know how that happens? They're not playing defense, ladies and gentlemen. They have 11 men on the other side of the ball who have to make those stops to get them the opportunity to get back on the field. That's why I don't believe in QB wins. That's why when everybody's, you know, yes, Tom Brady has seven rings. He has seven rings. He does. He has seven rings. We can't take that away from him. But what you guys cannot do is give him all of the credit. You can't do that. Super Bowl wins are team accomplishments. They're team accomplishments. Because if the best quarterback in the world 
got a Super Bowl every year, Aaron Rodgers would have 30. Patrick Mahomes would have another one. He would have more. It's not about that. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback plays. If they do not have a defense to back them up, it will mean nothing. Super Bowls are team accomplishments. Everybody's talking about, oh, Brady beat Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. No. No. No, Todd Bowles beat Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. The Bucks' defense beat Breeze, Rodgers, Mahomes. No. That's what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not trying to hate. I'm not here to be salty or no. Because I really didn't care who won the game. I'm just telling you facts. I'm telling you facts. The only sport. There are only two sports. Where if you're debating a goat. If there's a, a, a goat debate to be had. In any sports, in any arena, the only two sports I'm talking are boxing and tennis. Do you know why? Because you get in the ring by yourself, you leave by yourself. Unless it's doubles, you're going on the court by yourself and you're leaving by yourself. There's nobody to help you. There's nobody to pass the rock to on a tennis court. There's no other defenders in the ring to save you from an ass whooping. No. So when you win a title in boxing, when you win multiple titles in boxing, when you're a three-time, a five-time, a ten-time, a multiple champion, a multiple division champion, a unified champion, an undefeated, an undisputed champion, I'm looking at you. I'm not looking at anybody else. I'm not looking at your coach. I'm not looking at your trainer. I'm looking at you. You're the GOAT. You did that. You beat these people. You're undefeated. You're this. You're that. When I'm looking at tennis, Serena Williams. Can't even count the amount of championships or grand slams that she has. Saw a lot of people trying to discredit the black queen on Twitter. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Oh, you can't compare tennis to do. But if you want to talk about saw greatest, they call Brady the greatest athlete of all time. What the hell is Brady good at athletically? Brady can't even run. So, no, the comparison is not wild because they do it on their own. But when we get to talking about women, especially black women, now it's quiet. Now it's, oh, you can't do that. Oh, that can't be done. But you can you can compare LeBron and, and uh, Brady or Brady and Jordan, but we can't do Brady and Serena Williams. Two different sports still, right? So when we talk about greatness, goatness, yeah, I'm looking at Serena's a little, I'm putting hers a little higher than anybody who plays a team sport. Talk about Floyd. Yeah, I'm putting theirs a little higher than anybody who plays a team sport because it's just them. They're by themselves. They can't count on anybody else to help them if they don't succeed. I'm not here to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not telling you nothing but facts. It's all I can do. It's all I can do. So yeah, QB wins, they don't exist to me. Talk about the GOAT debate. If you have to debate GOATs in basketball or, or football, 
quarterback to quarterback, take the rings out of it. Those are team accomplishments. Let's talk MVPs. Let's talk league-leading years. Let's talk numbers. Let's talk film. Don't give a damn about no rings. Sure, you you won you won rings. Great, that's the team accomplishment, baby. It was fifty-three other guys who won rings too. Lashawn McCoy got two rings. So when we talk about Lashawn McCoy compared to other running backs, so I need to say, yo, he got two rings. He don't. No, nobody is going to say that. I promise you. They'll be talking about his eight seasons of 1K plus yards, not his two fluke rings. So be real. Everybody get a ring when you win a Super Bowl. Not just not just your quarterback. Everybody get a ring. Super Bowls are a team accomplishment. Wins are a team accomplishment. Come on. Y'all giving that man too much credit. Y'all are. Come on now. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Stop disrespecting Serena Williams unprovoked, dog. That's starting to piss me off. For real. Because all it is is hate. And we know why. We know why. If she was a little petite, little... Let me, let me stop, man. Because it, it's getting too real. Let me stop. Let me relax. Because y'all know where I'm going to take it. And I want to I wanna take it there. But you know where I'm doing. You know where I'm going, man. You know where I'm going. 45 minutes in, I'm just getting started. Stop playing. We'll be going next, man. We'll be going next. We done with the Super Bowl because I'm I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done talking about it. I think I broke down. We did the recap. We did Mahomes, Lamar, QB wins. Cool. Let's get into this Wentz and this Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson situation because this this one right here really pissed me off over the weekend. Okay, here's here's what's going on. We all know. We all know. When Jalen hurts, got the got the nod. And it seemed like Carson Wentz was going to be second fiddle, even though he's paid second fiddle under Doug Peterson. Streets was saying Carson Wentz wanted out, right? Streets are still saying he wants out. He's the one putting the request in. I see and saw, saw and still see. A lot of understanding responses to Carson Wentz running one and out. He's unhappy with his situation. He wants out. Didn't see much backlash for that. Didn't see much backlash for that. Didn't see much backlash for that. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it, but we we look at. Let's hold on before before let's before we even do that. We I got to tell a full story. I want let's, let's let's Deshaun Watson has played behind some of the worst offensive lines since becoming a full time starter in 2018. He's been sacked 155 times, including 62 in 2018 and 44 in 2019 and 49 this past season. Got Texas to the playoffs two years in a row and almost stopped the Super Bowl run of the Chiefs last year. How do they repay him? By trading away his number one receiver for a bag of chips and a huggy. So without D-Hop, he still posted a league-leading 4,823 yards, 
Why since 2020 would have been MVP, would have been an MVP conversation if the Texans didn't go 4 and 12. 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So to pay it forward, they went into a totally different direction of their co- of his coaching suggestion and hired um, you know, a man who hasn't called plays since 1989. And that was in college. Dog, he's 25. He still has time. It's time to So I've read you all those things. He's unhappy with his situation. Let's keep that as the the tag here. Unhappy with his situation. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz's only problem here is he got benched. That seems a little soft to me, buddy. Being as though this is Carson Wentz who wasn't healthy enough to go to the Super Bowl that Nick Foles won uh, with the Eagles. He wasn't healthy enough to finish the playoff run that the Eagles began last season. So, has Carson Wentz's situation in Philly been that bad? Huh? Not good receivers. Not a great offensive line. But he hasn't really done much to balance that. Follow me here. So we looked at Deshaun's Watts' number this past season. I said that was MVP conversation. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, he got benched for a rookie. Am I right? And am I wrong? Right? So one of these situations don't seem as bad as the other. One guy got sat down because he wasn't playing well. And then one guy played extremely well, but his team around him went 4-12. and 12, Therefore, he wants out. From top to bottom, the Texas organization is whack. We know that. That's a fact. He wants out of his situation. We haven't even really heard that the trade request came directly from It's all speculation. But we have been told by fact that Carson Wentz said he wants out. Am I right? Am I wrong? Brett Favre decided to come out of his mouth and say that in in reference to Deshaun Watson, guys make too much money to be this opinionated. I believe that's what he was trying to say, that guys shouldn't really be, you know, talking that much when they're making that much. Let me tell you something, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. It's Black History Month. One, shut the hell up. That that's 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 first. But I don't care how much you make. You will never tell another grown man how to feel because of how much they make. Dog, it's not 1993. We're not getting our heads beat in, not knowing what's going on at the top. It's 2021. Nobody's an idiot. Nobody's dumb. Guys are betting on themselves. Guys know their worth. They know their worth. Deshaun Watson knows his worth. He's unhappy. He wants to leave. I didn't think it was that hard to grasp. I didn't think it was that hard to grasp. And you're not going to tell him he's making too much money to be that opinionated when they are GMs, owners, making much more than anybody doing the actual work on the field. You're not going to tell me you're not going to try to convince me, a hundredaire, <laughs> that a millionaire can't be upset that a billionaire is treating him wrong. You're not going to do that to me. You're not going to do that to me. So Brett Favre, 
This can't be the same Brett Favre who was in his feelings when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. This can't be the same Brett Favre who went to the Jets and was a drama queen. This can't be the same Brett Favre who finished his career as a Viking. This can't be him. This can't be him. So that right there, that threw me off. I said, no, it can't be Brett Favre. It was. Damn, that's tough. And then Carson Palmer. Dog, not Carson Palmer. Not Carson Palmer. Hold up. Wait, before I get to him, because that wasn't even in reference to Deshaun Watson. That was much worse. So let's stay here, wrap this up, and then move on to what Carson Palmer had to say. So. Sean Watson, I've seen a lot of backlash, even not even just from old white guys, even Marcel and Wild. Mar- Dog, I, like I said, I don't watch sports talk shows for this very reason. Why is Marcellus Wally on? I don't even I didn't even know he still had a TV show. Why is he dogging Sean Watson on national television? Come on, talking about he agree with Brett Favre. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Come on. Why are you tap dancing like that? Come on. Come on. Come on, you got to call it what it is, man. Come on, this is ridiculous. We got a young black quarterback. One of the best in the game. Balling out even though his team trash. Unhappy with his situation. Dog, if you're unhappy at your 9 to 5, you're going to want to leave. I don't care how much you make it. And that's a fact. I've been there. So I could only imagine... How messed up a situation got to be if you got a hundred and fifty something million dollar contract and you don't even want to be in the building anymore. So lots of backlash for Deshaun Watson, not much backlash for Tim Tebow with a shooter sleeve. And we know why. We know why. Come on. Come on. Come on. I didn't. I didn't see anybody calling Deshaun uh, uh, Carson Wentz drama, a distraction, or a problem. Nobody seemed to have a problem with him being in his feelings because he was not playing well and got benched. Fam, he got benched because he wasn't balling. What? What? Where? Where is the disconnect here? What part of that aren't people understand? He's a crybaby, if anything. So he wants out, but nobody has a problem with that. You know why Carson Wentz wants out? Yes, he got benched. Yes, he was a player, but he's a, what? What is he? What is he? People, he's unhappy with his situation, just like Deshaun Watson. I didn't think it was that hard to grasp. If you're unhappy, you're gonna want out. I didn't think it was that hard to grasp, but a lot. I guess you know. A lot of remedial people in this world, man. Didn't get it. So, let me move on to Carson Palmer. Because I was going to cook his ass, too. Carson Palmer. This can't. I was like, no, 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 no. This can't be the Carson Palmer who wasn't going to play the last year of his Bengals contract because they wouldn't trade him. This can't be the same Carson Palmer. Then I looked. And it was. I said, oh, damn, not him. I said, not him. I said, what'd he say? He said, Dak Prescott should take less money 
from the Cowboys because it's the Cowboys. And then my question for Carson Wentz was, I mean, for uh, Carson Palmer was, what the hell does that mean? Fam, it's 2021. It's not 1995. I don't see Emmitt Smith. I don't see Michael Irvin. I don't see Troy Aikman. The Cowboys is not the Cowboys. They just another team in the NFC East that can't win nine games. And you know why? Because they didn't have Dak Prescott this year. Listen, I'm tired of these has-been white quarterbacks, white football players, white analysts telling black quarterbacks in particular how to feel or how to go about their business. Why are you minding another man's business, dog? If it's off the field, shut the hell up. That don't got nothing to do with you. Why are you in his pockets? Why are you in his pockets? If you're not talking about what he doing in between the fifty and the uh and the and the uh and and the twenty, I don't give a damn. Don't want to hear your your uh, financial advice for these guys who are playing. Y'all not playing no more. Y'all sitting on y'all asses like me. Y'all not getting. Y'all not in the league. Y'all not risking your bodies no more. Y'all time is up. Shut the hell up. Dak Prescott just almost watched his knee come out of his damn leg. And you going to tell him to take less money when Jerry don't even want to pay him now? And we already know that that Cowboys team ain't nothing without Dak. The hell is y'all talking about? The hell are y'all talking about? Cowboys, Cowboys. No, Dak is the Cowboys. Dak deserved to ask for however much he wants. That's their franchise quarterback. It damn sure ain't going to be Andy Dalton. Come on, be real. Be real. Be real. From Deshaun to Dakota, dog, I'm not trying to hear nothing from no old-ass white quarterbacks who didn't have that. Y'all didn't have it. Because if you did, if you had the mental, you wouldn't be crying right now. Come on, especially Brett and Carson. Dog, y'all was two drama queens. Come on. Dak, Deshaun, get y'all bread however y'all got to get it. For real, don't bet on yourselves. I'm not trying to hear that no more. Nobody is. I'm not. It's, 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 it's frustrating, dog, and it's blatant. None of this smoke for Carson Wentz, dog. But all of this for Dak and Deshaun. Get the hell out of here, man. Get the hell out of here. You know what, man? I don't even care about the NFL honors. Y'all saw we know who, who we know who did what, man. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, MVP. Shout out to Dad Camry, Offensive Player of the Year. Um, I think my guy Sean McDermott. He got robbed for the coach of the year. It didn't. It didn't deserve. He didn't. Uh, Kevin Stefanski didn't deserve that dog. Just because the Browns, ooh, the Browns went to the playoffs. Dog, the Bills went thirteen and three. I don't. I don't get it. I. I thought Sean McDermott showed y'all that he was the coach of the year, but that's okay. He had Josh Allen playing like out of his mind, but that's okay. That's that's fine with me. 
um, that's all I got for y'all this week, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. So thanks for listening, man. This has been episode one twenty eight. Uh, I'll probably have a uh, YouTube drop sometime this week. Maybe the um towards the back half of the week, late half of the week, maybe. Um, or tomorrow. Who knows? You never know what the future holds for us, man. But I'll be back for episode one twenty nine. We'll see what happens this week. Maybe Friday. Who knows? Once again, who knows, man? It's about to snow. I'm going to be bored. I'm going to want to talk. Why not? I might be back Friday. I might. If not, it'll be next week. But, um, yeah, man, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you continue to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page, uh, Electrified TV. Uh, make sure you follow me on social media, all that good stuff, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV and everybody who continues to support and show love, man. So for the 128th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified. <laughs>